Amen. John, come on up. All right, everybody. Well, I am, I don't know about you, but I'm absolutely pumped today. I've been thinking about this for about six weeks now. Game days here, Student Ministry Sunday. Let's give all our amazing students a big hand. So proud of y'all. Our preachers, everyone that's had a part of what's going on today, super proud of them. I do want to acknowledge a very special group of people really quickly, and it will be our tech team. They have had all kinds of new additions. They had to deal with a last-minute thing that I sent them this morning. I stressed them out, so I need to apologize to them. But let's go ahead and give them a big hand, everybody. In the back, everybody who you can't see, they kind of make this whole shebang happen, and so we need to make sure to show them love. I heard that a lot of times you don't talk to the tech people unless something goes wrong. So let's change that. They did great today, and let's say hey to them even though everything went right. Uh, Speaking of tech... And speaking of Student Ministry Sundays, we always in youth start with a funny video. And so I don't know if you're used to laughing on Sunday mornings. Probably be a good thing if we all got used to laughing on Sunday mornings. But we're going to show y'all a quick little funny video. We're going to start today off the way we always do in youth. So if you would, give your attention to the screens, and we'll come back and talk some more. Come on, somebody. To be honest with you, I don't know how theologically sound that is, let the Lord lead you on that one. But anyway, and also I didn't know that video was in 2018. That's kind of, isn't that crazy? 2018 was five years ago. I feel like years are just flying by. But all jokes aside, you know, we're super excited for what God's doing in our students, what he has been and what he will continue to be doing. And there was a scripture on my heart this morning it was Romans fifteen thirteen. It says, Now may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing that you may abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. And the theme of today, and our speakers are going to come up. we got one more video to show you. There's a couple of things on our list. But before we get into that, I just want to tell you the theme of today is rooted. What it means biblically to be rooted. But there's a sub-theme. And the sub-theme is hope. We are so excited for what God has been doing and what God is going to continue doing in these students. And so we've got a video we're going to show you that's going to kind of document some of the things that have been happening. But I want to tell you, this is not just a video for what has been happening. This is a video that's going to give you some hope for what's going to continue to happen. So if you would, one more time, let's give our attention to the screen.
I know you just clapped, but can we clap one more time? That's pretty crazy, I thought. During our, our largest night that was, we called it Big Night, we had three people raise their hands to give their lives to Christ. Three guests raise their hand to give their life to Christ. One more time, let's put our hands together for that. That's what it's all about. And so we're so excited for what God's been doing, but also for what he's going to continue to do. So without further ado, we're going to go ahead and introduce our first speaker. Can we give Mr. Ben Whitehead a big hand today? Come on up. That's right, everybody. He's kind of running a dual role because you just saw him killing it on the guitar, and now he's going to be ministering God's word. Let's stretch our hands out towards Ben, but also towards all these other speakers as well. You can uh, pick one if you want. We're going to pray for them today. God, we thank you for what you're doing. God, we thank you, God, for the word in their hearts. God, the, the spirit that is inside of them today. And God, yes, they're students, but as they stand here, God, under your anointing, God, we can learn. God, we can grow. Father, we can receive from them. And so we remove all stress, all pressure, and God, they receive your spirit today in Jesus' name. And everybody said, come on, let's give Ben one more big hand. Okay, so yeah, I'm really nervous, so if I stutter, I apologize. Um, well, for those of you who don't know who I am, in the, even though most of you probably do, my name is Benjamin Whitehead. Um, I'm son of Stephen and Casey Whitehead and grandchild of Randy, Nancy Winters, and Philip and Susan Whitehead. And they're not here, so yeah. But John asked me to speak about two weeks ago, and I was really, I was kind of nervous because he was like, do you want to speak on Sunday? And I was like, sure, because I don't like to say no. But he gave, he gave us about three scriptures, and the scripture I chose was Hebrews six nineteen through 20. The scripture says, We have this hope as an anchor for the soul, firm and secure. It enters the inner sanctuary behind the curtain, where our forerunner, Jesus, has entered on our behalf. He has become the high priest forever in the order of Melchizedek. Now, verse 19 states that hope is an anchor for the soul. Now, when I go out with uh, my grandparents, Nanny and Papa, or Nancy and Randy Winters, we have a pontoon boat, and we go to Guest Creek. And when there's choppy waters, we have to put the anchor down so we don't drift away. Well, the scripture is stating that Jesus is the anchor. Now, with an anchor, we are not going to blow away. We are, not, we are going to stay tethered to God and in faith. But if we are, if we are to remove that anchor then we're going to lose faith in Christ. It also states that, verse 19 also states that, about entering the inner sanctuary behind the curtain. So this is talking about the curtain in the tabernacle or um, the tent of meeting. Do you all know how hard it was for just a priest to enter the tabernacle? Well, there were tons of specific steps and items, and Leviticus 16 states that there were more than eight specific items and steps that Aaron had to perform just to enter. I'm going to go over the items that you would need. A young bull as Aaron's personal sin offering, a ram for his burnt offering, the sacred linen tunic with certain undergarments, the sacred linen sash around his waist, and the sacred turban around his head. He also needs to bathe before he can enter because it's holy ground. So he can't like come in without taking a shower. 
Um, for the Israelite community, so he also has to enter on their behalf, he has to take two male goats for a sin offering. He also needed another ram, which is for their born offering. So a lot of steps, and that's not even everything. Like there's one where he had to sprinkle blood in four different corners of the temple. But how does Leviticus fit into Hebrews? Well, let me tell you. Jesus not only became the sacrifice, but he also eliminated all the steps. We can have forgiveness for our sins by simply acknowledging Jesus as our Lord and Savior. And asking for forgiveness for our sin. Jesus did it all. We can now go behind the veil into the Holy of Holies because Jesus paid it all. What Jesus did for us supersedes everything. He took our sin and bore the wrath of God. We have this hope as an anchor for the soul, firm and secure. Thank you, Jesus, for becoming the sacrifice for us. You keep us steady during the storms. Come on, that was, that was so good. Keep in mind the theme, rooted, okay? Anchors isn't exactly a root, but being anchored with Jesus, Jesus being our anchor, that hope as an anchor for our soul keeps us rooted in our life. That was so good. All right, we're going to go ahead and bring up our next man of the hour. Let's give Mr. Nathan Whitehead a big hand. Can't wait to hear this. He's going to be ministering. He's been sharing some stuff in youth group with us and been doing a phenomenal job. Can't wait to hear what he's got. Let's go, buddy. Um, so welcome today. Um, I'm so grateful for John and Callie and the other Rooted Ministry to have me up here. Um, I am the brother of Benjamin Whitehead. I don't think I'll be as good as him, but still, I'm going to try my best. Um, I am the son of my mother and father, Casey and Stephen Whitehead. Um, my grandparents... Nancy and Randy Winters and um, Philip and Susan Whitehead aren't here right now visiting um, my cousin. Um, so how about I just dive into this? Um, so um, 12, 15, Hebrews 12.15, sorry, I'm stuttering. Um, See to it that no one misses the grace of God and that no bitter root grows up to cause trouble and defile many. Okay, so there are two things being highlighted here in the scripture. In the scripture, these are important to us because the because we are the church and also the author was writing to a church. The first point is we emphasize salvation for everyone. That is our number one priority. The second point is he emphasizes is how we treat he emphasizes on how we treat each other specifically. And shows how we deal with conflict and how we handle things that don't go our way. He specifically mentions a root of bitterness. A lot of stories in the Bible refer to plants and crops, something to deal with us in a deep meaning. I'm no farmer, but I do know plants and roots start out small, but will, but will grow and get bigger. If the root of bitterness grows, it takes control and produces the wrong fruit of God. I mean, the wrong fruit. We know, we know what the fruit of God looks like, which is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, and self-control. We know, that both of these, we know that both of these points are how we interact with each other. So, we, so first we keep God and his grace at the center, and the most important thing to us is his salvation. Secondly, let us emphasize the fruit of the Spirit, being mindful that we don't allow conflict to sow seeds of bitterness. 
So I want to close off with prayer. I know it's happened a lot today. Sorry for this, but um, Father God, today, I just want to pray for anybody here who has a seed of bitterness in their life or has had, well, honestly, any seed in, in them at all. And I pray for them to give up their life right now if they haven't to you, and you just take away that seed and give them the grace of God. In Jesus' name, amen. Nathan, that was so good, man. We appreciate you. Keep in mind, not every root is a good root. So the root of bitterness, we don't want that in our life. We want to uproot that. So Nathan, you killed that. That was awesome. Number three, everybody, let's give a round of applause to Mr. David Bates. Come on up here, buddy. David is my coffee buddy. We've probably been keeping Big B coffee in business. We go pretty frequently have some good conversations, and I know from those conversations, he's got some great things to share, so we're going to jump into it. Hello. Just wanted to make sure you were there. Now, uh, I, I get that life is supposed to be this big race and everything, but for me as a senior, uh, going into, like, getting closer to graduation and everything, if you're ever wondering what the mental health of someone my age looks like, close to graduation, uh, this is it. Yeah, it's both a little fun, a little terrifying, and maybe a little little bit of insanity. But with, with many of life's races, of how that race might look to you, of how you're going to uh, follow that through life, uh, uh, my topic will be a bit closer to home, where I wholly understand it may make some of you here nervous. And, uh, for example, the name I would give this short sermon would be called Getting Back to Your Roots. Uh, what does it mean to be rooted in God's word, to trust the gifts that God has given us and actively use them daily? Well, now here comes the part that might make some of you nervous. When was the last time you actually kept a consistent reading on your Bible through your phone, a book, or even a devotional? I myself am guilty of being forgetful or dismissing, keeping up on something that should be a daily occurrence for most of us. Now, some of us may have been completing the same thing for so long that we start to see it as a chore in the morning, afternoon, etc., but one also has to consider that maybe you don't have to see it as a chore, but as a gift of time back to God. Even if it's five or ten minutes a day, the smallest changes can make the greatest difference. Even if a constant, uh, constant consistent consistency uh, feels tedious, every moment you have in your day to clear your head of the shadows and grim moments of life can create moments of joy that inspire us throughout the day that give us rhythm and reason to continue the race, even if we know or don't know where the finish line, uh, where the finish line may be. Uh, in closing, to get back to our roots is to first admit getting back to God and never let the worries of time or resources being lost by just doing our job. Uh, I kind of ended that in a weird way, but like, to be honest, the first step starts with you, admitting that, Maybe it's time I should try to do something more. Maybe it's time I should try to patch up a few things in my life before coming back to God. Or, for example, being in God or finding ways to make sure that path stays the way it is. And uh, I think that's it. Getting back to your faith roots. It's not a chore. Prayer, Bible study, it's not a chore. 
it's something that we can do, and it's a joy to be able to have that opportunity. Number four, our final student today, somebody that's been so good to watch her grow. Miss Nani, come on up. Miss Nani Lopez, give her a big hand. She almost jumped off the stage for us. She normally is back behind the sound booth, but we felt like today she was going to be in front sharing some great stuff with us. And so let's give her one more big hand. Can't wait to hear what she got today, Nani. Well, hi. My real name is Iliani. Big shocker. You all know me as Nani. I'm 15 years old. Yes, I am part of the tech team. And I'm real happy to see all of your faces instead of the back of your heads today. (laughs) I'm going to continue talking about what it means to be rooted, beginning with Psalms 92, 12 through 15. And if you have your Bible, you can turn to there. Verse 12 says, the righteous thrive like a palm tree and grow like a cedar in Lebanon, (laughs) planted in the house of the Lord, they thrive in the courts of our God. They will still bear fruit in old age, healthy and green, to declare, the Lord is just. He is my rock, and there is no unrighteousness in him. Being rooted means you thrive in the Lord. God is the definition of righteousness, and all righteousness comes from God. We are righteous when we truly and genuinely strive to be like Christ. Is this easy? Not at all. Because the flesh is constantly at war with the spirit, and the spirit at war with the flesh. This is why being rooted is important to have a relationship with God, a close bond that God wanted with us from the very beginning. And in this relationship, he will help us daily to be more like him. And in this help, we reflect Jesus in all we do, all we say, and how we act. So now the question is, how do we thrive? When we surrender all to God, all we do, all we say, how we act, how we think, when we surrender these things is when we truly thrive. Touching on my experience, a little testimony time. I had struggled with lust and same-sex attraction for years. I tried with all my strength, every power I could muster in myself to get rid of the devil because I knew whatever struggle I had was from him. And I knew this was an attack on my life and the calling that God had for me. But it wasn't until I had surrendered to God and given God my problems that I found true freedom. And I realized I need God 24-7 and not just his blessing from time to time. Being rooted will give you peace, joy, healing, comfort, a sound mind, and a pure heart. The Lord will change you into who, you, who he created you to be to fulfill the purpose he has for your life. In verse 12, it says, The righteous thrive like a palm tree. Fast forward to verse 14. It says, They will still bear fruit in old age, healthy and green. This means that when you're rooted, you cannot fail. Rooted, Being rooted is a choice. And yes, we will stumble and fall sometimes. We're only human. But the good news is that we're forgiven by the blood of Jesus Christ, 
and he extends his grace and his mercy to all of us. When you're rooted, you cannot be taken down by the enemy, not permanently, because your roots are in God. Did you know, a tree can be uprooted, and when it falls like that, its roots are, like, hanging out of the bottom, and it can stand back up on its own. And it's the craziest thing. But this is because there's tension in the roots, in the ground, and it stands the tree back up. It's almost like a rubber band. When you stretch it out, there's tension. And if you let it go where it breaks, it will snap back. That's exactly what the tree does. And I think of us Christians like this tree because when the devil tries to knock us down, our roots are within God, and he will stand us back up because we are rooted in him. Verse 15 says, to declare, the Lord is just, he is my rock, and there is no unrighteousness in him. When you're rooted, the Lord will defend you. Isaiah 41.10 says, fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. Yes, I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. James 4, 7 says, therefore, submit to God, resist the devil, and he shall flee from you. Exodus 14, 14 says, the Lord will fight for you. You need only to be still. And I don't know how much clearer it can get than that. But all these verses are proving how God is our defender and our protector. Therefore, draw near to God. He will draw near to you. And I'll end this with Psalms 1, 3. He is like a tree planted beside flowing streams that bears its fruit in its season. And its leaf does not wither. Whatever he does prospers. I want to be that tree. Thank you. (laughs) Take a bow, Nani. That's right. I just want to take a little time out here. She said something I think we need to highlight. When you're rooted in God, when you're rooted in his house, you find freedom. And so I don't know. Could we all stand up real quick? We've got, we've got a couple more speakers. We're not done. We're, we're, we're gonna, not going to take up your whole day. We've got a couple more things to do, though. But I want us just to pray real quick and just in your own words, ask God to root you in him and root you in his house more today than you've ever been. God, we ask you in Jesus' name that we would find deep roots in you. God, that we would be connected, God, deeply with you, deeply in your house today in Jesus' name. And God, I thank you, Lord, as a church body, as we do that, God, we find freedom in every area of our life today. And if you believe it, can everyone shout amen today? Come on, give her one more big hand. That was a phenomenal word. You may be seated. I have the privilege of introducing someone else today, and I'm very excited for uh, I'm very excited for all of these. Definitely very excited for this next next speaker. She's been someone who has been a huge encouragement to Callie and I, and it's been an honor to spend um, not as much time as we would want to, but spend the time that we have with her, and it's been amazing. So, can we give Miss Rita Jones a big hand as she comes to the stage? 
she's been one of the youth leaders, and she is one of the youth leaders that will continue to be ministering and be a part of what Rooted is doing. And so she's got a good word for you guys. She's going to share it, and so I can't wait to hear it. Haven't they, the students done a wonderful job? I'm so proud of you. You said yes to the invitation, and God used you in a mighty way today. So I am so proud of you. And also the other students that will be serving a little later on over at the spaghetti dinner. They're all going to be getting involved in doing something today. For today, I was asked to um, say a little bit about my journey Uh, to become involved as one of the student ministry leaders. And um, it's been a little over a year ago that Stephen, um, Pastor Stephen, um, asked me to attend a Zoom meeting and one other Living Waters lady. And uh, he talked about, gave a, a brief overview of the most recent vision for the student ministry and also the current status of what was going on. And then he asked us if we would be willing to um, to serve uh, with that ministry. And I, it ended with me making a commitment and us making a commitment to pray about that and um, to get back with him. Now I have to confess <laughs> that even as Stephen was still speaking, that I had reasons were popping into my head as to why. Uh, I was not the person for this ministry. And, um, you know, the, the, uh, my flesh, my natural flesh, and, uh, you know, the enemy immediately began with all of that. But, um, and then even when I was finished, I, I continued to kind of think on some of those thoughts. And I even prayed to God and and spoke to him and told him, outlined all the reasons that I was not suited for doing this job at this time in my life. And the final thing that I told him was that I know there is someone more qualified than I am that you want to use in this ministry, and you need to be sure to tell Pastor Stephen about that person. (laughs) I was going to tell you what that prayer is, but I think the whole prayer, but I'll just leave that for now. However, in the days ahead, as I began to pray about this request, I sensed that the Holy Spirit was indeed wanting me to um, say yes to that position. However, I still wasn't ready to do that. But I sensed that in my feeling of inadequacy, that he was wanting to stretch me and to kind of move me into a place of even greater dependence on him. Uh, let's see, excuse me. And he, and he assured me too, that if I took steps to go into this somewhat, um, uncomfortable space, that he would be there with me and that he would help me. In addition to that, I was reminded of Moses as I was praying as well. And, um, I remembered how he felt a little adequate with the call that God had for him. Of course, it was a great big call to lead the children of the Israelites from Egypt. And um, Moses 
made a lot of re- brought up a lot of reasons as to why he didn't feel like he was qualified to do that, and he and he just questioned God about his that call on his life. But as I um, went back to the book of Exodus and kind of reread that account, I grabbed hold of the words of Exodus four, verse fifteen, the second half of it. This is what God spoke to Moses concerning Moses and Aaron. I will help him and help you to speak, and I'll teach you both what to do. And I, the Holy Spirit, um, revealed to me that God wanted to do that for me as well, that he would equip me for that role. So with all this confirmation and this assurance, I said yes to God, and I said yes to Stephen, Pastor Stephen. And um, I, have, I have not regretted it. Well, maybe, maybe one time, just a little bit, <laughs> for a very short time. But anyway, I have, in general, it has been such a blessing. And he has faithfully equipped me for joyful service in this role. Next, I want to just say a few words about, um, you know, our young people. As you can see from what's been, what you've seen so far today, we have a great group of young people, and they are growing in number and in spirit. We're so grateful for that. But I just want to remind you that these precious young people of this generation that they're a part of are really facing every day unprecedented slaughter of ungodly uh, ideas, ungodly information, ungodly policies, and just all kinds of temptations in their world. It's... And it's all coming from the kingdom of darkness. So I just want to say to you that they really, it's very critical that we have their backs and that we um, sow good seeds in their life. More good seeds than all that bad stuff that they're encountering in all the settings that they're involved with. Good seeds of spiritual truth of love, of encouragement, of discipleship, and of friendship. These students and this generation of young people are really the future of our churches and of America, even though they're very significant even today. But as they become older... They are going to be such an important part. And I hear this mentioned quite a lot, but I just want us to think about how much time, talent, and resources do we commit toward helping them to grow and helping them to um, mature. I'm really grateful to say that um, the leadership at Living Waters Church and all of you are very um, committed to the young people, and that's kind of a growing commitment even to, um, to nurturing them and growing them up. 
Um, and many of you, individually or in groups, also do a lot to help support these young people. I wanted, to, I had a whole list of things that I wanted to, li- to say and to affirm for what you're doing, but those of you that are doing it know who you are. And uh, we are so blessed by all that, and I just praise God for that, and I pray that we would all be encouraged by recognizing these generous acts of service that are going on with our youth. But, however, for those of you who are not actively or intentionally sowing seeds in the lives of these young people, I just want to challenge you to uh, seek God to see if and how he might want to use you. And And let me just say that if he calls you, he will be faithful to provide uh, the resources, the time, the energy, or whatever it is that you need to fulfill that assignment. I am very confident in that, just like he did for Moses, he did it for Aaron, and um, he did it for, he's done it for me as well. And today there's the wonderful opportunity to be able to sow financially into the ministry. And so I just encourage you to take advantage of that today. Um, As I close, I just want to share a scripture, the words of Paul in Hebrews 13, 20 through 21. Now may the God of peace who brought up from the dead, our Lord Jesus, the great shepherd of the sheep, the blood of the everlasting covenant, equip you with all that is good to do his will, working in us what is pleasing in his sight through Jesus Christ. Glory belongs to him forever and ever. Amen. Answering the call to root students, um, all of the student, all of the student ministry leaders, can you can you just raise your hands? So Miss Rita Shepherds, see, these are our fearless leaders. These people over here, they're the ones that have been taking up what God has called them to do and rooting these students. The Lord may put it on your heart to join that group of fearless leaders, and if He does. You know, like Miss Rita said, there might be questions, there might be challenges that come up. But the reality is, and just let me let me just ask you this question. Instead of me telling you, let me just ask you this question: Are the students important? Are their lives important? Is the, are their futures important? Is what God has for them to do important? If so, and the Lord tells you to be a part of that, that's an honor. And so, as they're going forward, as God keeps moving in their life. The Lord may ask some of you to join that, and if he does, I would be excited because that means you get to be a part of an amazing thing that he's doing. So one more time, let's give it up for our amazing leaders. Give them a big hand, our amazing students. And speaking of amazing leaders, the last speaker that we have today, certainly not least, is someone that I've also had the honor and privilege of working with. Um, He is part of the team that I have called the... um, This is on TV, so let me be careful how I say this. One of the best student ministry teams I have ever worked with. Um, 
he's been encouraging. He's been a friend. Um, he and his wife, and that would be, now I'm going to actually use their name now. I don't know why I'm setting up and not using his name. But we've got Nathan and Jen Shepard. Can we give them a big hand? Nathan, you can come on up, brother. They're going to be sharing the vision. They're going to be, did we just get a boo? I thought you said boo. I was like, Jay, you spent the night at their house last night. You can't boo your host. They're going to be staying around, and they're going to be leading uh, rooted into what uh, is going uh, forward and what's going to be coming up next for a while. And so we're super excited to hear the vision and what God has in their heart. Let's give Nathan one more big hand. All right. Uh, wow. Uh, to follow some of these amazing students here, all of these amazing students, you guys rocked it. That was awesome. Uh, it's different on this end, isn't it? Well, I want to start off with uh, my verse. Is it up there yet? The rooted vision. Well, I kind of went with the verse that was given to me and kind of the vision that I have for the young students here and for Living Waters is found in this verse that uh, Psalms 1 verse 3. It says, that person is like a tree planted by streams of water, which yields its fruit and season and whose leaf does not wither. Whatever they do prospers. Now, before I get, I want to pray. So, Lord, help us to become that man or person who is planted by streams of water, where we gather nourishments to grow so we can yield good fruit. Lord, help us to become a healthy tree whose leaves do not wither in any season that we are found in. You, O oh Lord, have plans to proper, uh, prosper us to give us a hope and a future. We give you praise. Thank you, Lord. Amen. A couple weeks ago, certain parts of Kentucky was hit with a major windstorm and rain. Uh, I saw a lot of people experience a loss of power. I've seen a lot of people have property damage. Uh, it was all over in our area. Uh, some people in our area lost power for five days. Uh, we've seen a lot of roofs bent. Um, and actually, we experienced, I say experienced because it happened across the street. We saw two trees fall down. We heard them. We experienced a thud. We heard the breaking. And thank you, Nani, for it was the tension of the roots. <laughs> I believe one of you guys spoke on the fruits of the spirit. And I thank you for that. You guys did awesome. So when these trees fell down, um, it, one of them destroyed a house. And we were in our house, and we heard the breaking and the cracking. And we heard a thud. And we are like, I went to the windows looking like, where is it? Where did that tree fall down? We've got to make sure everyone's okay. Um, and then we saw and it was on a house. And then probably a couple hours later, another tree fell, and it fell across onto the street. And by the grace of God, no one was hurt in either one, but the one that fell across onto the road did fall onto a car that was parked at the stop sign, and he was okay. So as I was thinking about this lesson and the scripture, I was thinking back to that day. And it got me asking, 
us as Christians, us as people of God, how are our roots? Are they firmly planted? How far do they go down? Um, are they surface roots? We look good on the outside, but inside are we struggling? So that got me thinking. And So let's see. Honestly, I don't know what happened to those roots of those trees because those trees were decades old. They look good on the outside. But apparently something happened when struggle came, when testing came. They couldn't stand. How are my roots? That's a question I got asking. I know it's live stream. <laughs> if you don't know, sometimes I'm just a crier. That's okay. Yes. How are my roots? How are your roots? Are they fully planted into God's word? And how do I get them to go deeper? So the scripture for, did I read the scripture for today yet? Yes, that person is like a tree planted by streams of water, which yields its fruit in season and whose leaf does not wither whatever they do to prosper. So i got to ask myself, how do I become that person? Well, to understand what I need to do and what I don't need to do, I need to look at the two verses before that. Verse 1 says, blessed is the one who does not walk in step with the wicked or stand in the way that sinners take or sit in the company of mockers. Wow, that's, that's something we can't do. But what does that mean? To not walk in the step with the wicked means you refuse advice from those who hold godless views or values whose moral choices violate the laws of God. So basically, we have to avoid wickedness. What does it mean to stand in the way of sinners? Do we got to stand there and go, stop, (laughs) stop? No, it means we don't do what sinners do. We do something different. And to sit in the company of mockers, we don't do this. This is a person who is proud and critical And in the end, rejects the word of God. We don't do that. We can't do that. If we want to grow closer to God, we don't do that. But what do we do in order to get our roots to go deeper? It's found in chapter uh, verse 2. But whose delight is in the law of the Lord and who meditates on his law day and night... That is what a person needs to do in order to get closer to God. And if they want to grow a deeper relationship with him. So what does that mean? I'm doing a lot of paper flipping here. So they delight in the law of the Lord. That means they love reading the word of God. His instructions are not just to read it, but they practice it. They do it. They live out their faith. They're obedient. And to think, 
or to uh, they meditate on his law day and night means that we need to think, we need to ponder, we need to talk to ourselves about what God is trying to say and asking God, what are you trying to tell me? So as believers of Christ, we want that person who delights in the law of God and meditates on God's instruction day and night. I want to be that person. I want them to be that person. To where they're strong, mature, unshakable, and they can weather much. I want the students to push their roots down deeper into the ground, which is God's word, into the living water. Into the word of God, what happens when you push? Your roots go deeper into God's word. Um, I found another one, Psalms 36, 7 through 9. If you got your Bibles there, you can look at that. It says, so Psalms 36, 7 through 9 says, How precious is the steadfast love, O God. The children of mankind take refuge in the shadow of your wings. They feast on the abundance of your house, and you give them drink from the river of your delights. For with you is the fountain of life. In your light do we see light. So let's look back again. So when you're following God and you're getting deeper in the roots and you're following God, you got steadfast love. you got a place of refuge. Shadow of your wings where you're protected. you got a feast. And I like to eat. Abundance of the house of God. We got fountain of life. And we see light, not darkness. There's joy. And they see it on your face. We really get the riches of God when we dig into the word. And that is, again, something I want, I want for the youth, but I also want it for us as a church body. I've been hearing the last couple of weeks or months talking about the wells. We need to open the wells Drinking on God's goodness and his grace. And getting the nourishment. So again, for the student ministry, I want each of these students and us to be that tree planted by the stream where we are unshakable. We are delighting ourselves in the law of God. Meditating on him day and night. So we will yield fruit in season, not to lose our leaves, and I want us to prosper. That's the vision. That's the vision. That our students would be rooted. It's not just a cute name. I remember when we were coming up trying to figure out what the name was going to be for our student ministry. We went through all kinds of different names and different things. What we were trying to capture was not just a cool name. We were trying to capture the heart of what we wanted to see happen in the student ministry. We want to see your, see your students rooted in God. We want to see them last. We don't listen. I don't want to see a student do good and then fall off the ship. I don't want to see 
students that are able to come and play a church game and then leave and, you know, it didn't actually get down into their hearts. I know you don't want that either. Our goal for the student ministries, the goal here is to see these students get deeper and deeper in who God has called them to be. Could we all stand this morning? Could we all stand? These messages, they they are worth a response. And if the praise team was available, if you guys wouldn't mind coming on up as well. These messages, they, they're worth a response. Let's kind of do a recap. Ben talked about being anchored in hope in Jesus. Nathan talked about being able to get through bitterness and deal with bitter roots. David talked about getting back to your faith roots. Nani talked about being rooted in God and rooted in his house. And then Rita and Nathan Shepherd shared about the vision and, and answering the call to root students. What we're going to do, and, and guys, if you don't mind, those of, the stu- uh, those of the student leaders that preached and then as well as our leaders in the youth ministry, if you all are available, if you can come stand here at the altar in front and face the congregation, you guys uh, don't mind, you can stand on the ground right there and just face the congregation. Nathan, Jen, if you guys are available as well. And then Ben, you can choose. You can play guitar or you can go pray for people, either one. What we're going to do today is we're going to have an opportunity. If something one of these students said to you, if something moved your heart and, and you, you feel this sense, yes, I have bitterness in my life. Yes, I need to be rooted in God's house more. Yes, I'm called to work in student ministry. Anything like that, what I'm going to ask you to do is to come down here and have one of these students to pray for you. And I know what it's like having students pray for you. You know, they're, they're a lot younger than us. And so here, here's the thing. God uses these students. I can, I, I can attest to the fact that like God will speak to them and they'll share in the youth group. They'll pray for somebody and it's effective. It's real. It's Bible-based. And I want to share this too, just something that came up in my heart. There might be an individual up here that you feel drawn to to be prayed for. Like you want them to pray for you. If that's the case, step out of your seat, find them, and, and have that moment. And let the Lord, you know, partner us with the students in what it means to be rooted as a church. So the worship team is going to be singing and they're going to be uh, uh, worshiping in the background. But if you don't mind, again, if something stirred you out of these messages, why don't you come out of your seat Find one of these leaders or one of these students up here and have them to pray for you. And while you're doing that, I'm just going to just pray real quick. God, thank you for your word. Thank you for what you've done and what you're doing. God, continue to move in rooted. God, we are so expectant, so excited for what you have been doing, what you are doing, and what you will be doing. And God, we're thankful for this. God, we're expectant. We're hopeful, God, for what is going to be taking place in the student ministry body. In Jesus' name, hallelujah. Again, if you want to be prayed for, come on down here to this front. Otherwise, you can just keep worshiping with the worship team.